Hello, I'm Wendy Friesen, and this is another podcast about one of my favorite subjects, which is addiction, actually. Maybe not so much addiction as the getting over addiction. And what I want to talk to you about today is some of the things that happen that just amaze me, that make me realize that there is a solution for addiction and not enough people know about it. So as you may know, I train therapists all over the world to help their clients with addiction using what else? Hypnosis, of course. And what is so amazing about this is the um, methodology in particular is really solid and it's proven and I've been doing this for many, many years. But when the therapists use it with their clients, you know, at first they might not be real certain that it's going to work and they might, might not have the highest expectations that it's going to work. But it does, and it works really fast. And it, and it is kind of miraculous. I, you know, try to stay away from that word miracles, but it's pretty miraculous. And people have some really big transformations in just a few days, which doesn't make any sense. It shouldn't be that easy to take someone who's been stuck with a drug or alcohol addiction for years or decades And then have them experience something that is just a total change in the way that their brain reacts and the way that they think and how their mind um, reacts to addictive substances or triggers or things that are all around us. The first thing I want to do is talk to you about why the AA and 12-step model is actually quite possibly making you relapse. Why the success rate is so low. What we know today about how the brain works and the science behind the treatment of addiction proves that AA and 12-step is getting it all wrong. So we're going to talk about that first, and then I'm going to tell you what you can do to start yourself on changing your brain, changing your mind, changing the way that your brain reacts and responds to things that are triggers and what you're going to do to have this dramatically different thinking and different mindset than anything that you've learned or been taught in AA. So one of the things that, oh my gosh, I hear this from my clients so often, is that the the AA beliefs just don't jibe with them. They don't like thinking they're powerless, or they haven't surrendered, or they have to turn it over to a higher power, or they have to surround themselves with all the other addicts in meetings for, I don't know, the rest of your life. You're supposed to keep going to meetings forever, which is a long time. Um, And you know that the dropout rate is very, very high for 12-step and AA. And then the people who do say, who do stay, they say that they have this really high success rate, but they can't track it. They don't know what that success rate is. And the reality is from the experts who have gone in and tracked the success rate of 12-step and AA, that's about 5 to 7%, which is the same as people quitting on their own with no help at all. So a lot of my clients who have spent years and years trying the same thing, 12-step, and failing, say it just doesn't make sense to them that they need to, for the rest of their life, say they have a disease believe that they're always on the verge of relapse or believe that relapse is part of recovery. It just doesn't feel right for them. And they don't know why they should have to say 10 or 20 years after they've been clean or sober that they're still an addict or still an alcoholic. 
And you know, the amount of brainwashing that's going on and, and you know, my apologies, if, if you have quit drinking or quit drugs due to 12 step or AA, I applaud you. I congratulate you. I encourage you to keep doing whatever it is that works because all of you know, if you have had any addiction struggles or you know, someone who has, it's not easy. Well, I'm going to tell you how it might be easier than you think in the second part of this. But a lot of people do get clean and sober with AA and 12 step. Awesome. That's great. But for the other 90 to 95% of you who feel that you're the failure and that you have been told repeatedly, if you work the program, the program works, meaning that it's your fault. You just don't have what it takes to make it work. Or those of you who are discouraged because they said you have to go to 90 meetings in 90 days, or if you did relapse and even had one drink, you are told that you have to start over at step one. All the progress you've made is out the window. And when you go to meetings and you have to stand up and tell your story, the first thing you have to say is your name. I am Frederick. I'm not Frederick, obviously. (laughs) I am Frederick and I'm an alcoholic. And everybody says, hi, Frederick. And every time you do that, it is a form of hypnosis. You're attaching your name, which for most everybody, your name is your identity. Whether you love your name or hate your name, it's your identity. It holds all these feelings, emotions, and beliefs about who you are from the moment you were born. And so you say your name and you say, I am an addict. I am an alcoholic. Or you say, I'm in recovery. And you believe very firmly that this is a disease that you're never going to get over and you're always going to be in danger of relapsing. Well, for a lot of people who have done this program over and over, they say, it just doesn't fit. I just don't feel that's right. And I don't want to continue to be an addict or an alcoholic or have to struggle or always be in fear and to have them then harass me if I don't go to meetings and say, well, you know, you're just a dry drunk then. So anyway, there's a lot of things wrong with it. And again, for those of you who have succeeded with it, oh my gosh, I, my heart goes out to you. Awesome. However, the crisis is for those that keep failing and going back and they are told you just haven't hit bottom. And then you say, oh yes, I have. I have hit bottom. I'm living on the street. My family's disowned me. I wrecked my car. I lost my job. I blah, 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 blah. And they say, you haven't hit your bottom, which means that you need to get worse before this will work. Well, what a horrible thing to believe about yourself when they say, well, he hasn't, he just hasn't hit his bottom. So you have to get worse. What kind of sense does that make? So when I do workshops for addiction freedom, One of the experiments I do to help my audience understand how powerful this is in making you fail is we take um, a big piece of um, paper on a big flip chart and on one side we write down all the beliefs of AA and 12-step and write down that you're powerless, that relapse is part of recovery, you have a disease, you haven't hit your bottom, um, you know, and all the, all the beliefs that are part of that, that you're always an alcoholic and so on and so forth. And then on the other side, we write down the beliefs that we know are how the mind works and how a person gets better from anything. Like, 
as hypnotherapists, now, you know, in the hypnotherapy profession, there are just thousands of really brilliant people who are applying the science of what they're studying to the art of hypnotherapy and to the science of hypnotherapy and advancing the techniques and the methods and the discoveries. And we all, well, not all of us, because I don't know everybody, but um, we are communicating together and advancing this field a lot faster together, but we're discovering how the science of what we know about brain, mind, body, healing, and all the changes that we can make, how that is affected very profoundly with hypnotherapy. So it's very exciting. But anyway, the okay, here's the experiment. On the right side of the paper, we list the things that we know are the proven things you need to change horrible things in your life, difficult, lifelong problems, and how we go about that. You have to know that you're powerful, that you have the ability to change this, that you're going to be free of it forever. For let's say, let's say you have a snake phobia and when you're done having that snake phobia, you have to believe that it's never going to be a problem again. It's just going to be gone. And we want the same thing to apply to addiction, that once you're over this, it's done, that you don't have to deal with it anymore. There's no more struggle and no more wondering if you're going to relapse. So um, it, we put that you're not diseased, you're not broken, you don't have to get worse, that you have the power right now to change this almost instantly to be someone who's free. And we, we put these beliefs that we feel very strongly about that we have proven over years and with millions of clients collectively of what works. So then I take the entire audience and I have them divide the room in half with a big piece of duct tape. So they put a line of duct tape on the floor across the whole room. And then I have them all go stand on one side of the room. And I say, everybody close your eyes, take a deep breath. (sighs) Okay. And I want you to let your mind pretend that you're going to experience something as if it's real, but your mind knows that this is just an experiment and you're just pretending. Let yourself feel the full effect of this experience. So then I read off all the things on the left side and I say, you're an addict. You've been struggling with drugs and alcohol for many years. You've tried and tried everything to get better. Your family doesn't like you. You've lost so much in your life and you're feeling pretty bad about it, and you want to change. So you are, and then I read the list, you're powerless. You don't have the ability to do this. You need to surrender, because it's not whether you have the willpower or not. You have to surrender. You have a disease, a disease that you're going to have for the rest of your life. Relapse is part of recovery, and you should be in fear of having just one drink. You have to stay away from the triggers. You can't go to parties where people are drinking. You can't be around anything that would trigger you. You have to be scared of the holidays because the triggers are there and people relapse on the holidays. If you can't get clean or sober, you just haven't hit bottom. You need to get worse in order to get better. And I keep reading all of the things that are the beliefs of A and 12-step. And then I ask everybody... Right now, with your mind in this experience of being an addict who is trying so hard, and all of these things are the beliefs that you have to have in order to get better, on a scale of one to five, how sure are you that you can get clean or sober? Just feel it in your body and just hold your one hand up with one finger, two, three, four, or five, 
about how sure you are that you can get clean or sober, five being the best, one being the least. So everybody has their eyes closed still, and they hold up their hands, and people have like one finger up or two fingers up. And I say, okay, keep your hand in the air, and without saying a word, open your eyes and look at the faces of everybody around you. So in silence, people open their eyes, and they look around, and they look in the faces, and you see their faces are just so sad and drawn and and it's just like the amount of emotion that is negative and the fear you see in their eyes is so obvious. So then I say, okay, put your hands down. Now I want you to jump over that line of duct tape that's on the floor. But when you do, I want you to shake your body as hard as you can and shake it off and get rid of all those feelings. So shake it off and they go jump over that line. And I go do it with them and we kind of do a little dance and we go over to the other side. And what we're trying to do is you know, get rid of all the things that they just experienced and get them to physically, kinesthetically shake it off so we can start fresh. Okay, on the other side now, I want you to close your eyes, take a big breath, and as you let it out, just let yourself release everything that you experienced. Now I want you to experience yourself as an addict or an alcoholic who has been struggling for many, many years, and you've tried and tried and tried to get clean or sober. You don't have a lot of hope for yourself because you've failed so many times, but you really, really, really want to make this work. So now I want you to let yourself have an experiment imagining that you are an addict or alcoholic and that it is possible for you to get clean and sober. And I want you to know that you are powerful. So anyway, what I'm doing now is I'm reading all of the beliefs on the right side that are the things that we know about how the brain works and how to get the brain to make a big change. So I'm reading that you're powerful, that you know that you have the power in you to be clean and sober and stay that way. Even if you don't know how right now, you know you have that power. And that you are someone who is powerful. You don't have a disease. You had a problem and you struggled with it, but you don't have a disease. Once you're done drinking, once you quit drugs, you're done. That's it. It's not a thing that follows you. You know that when you say your name to anyone at any time, you're going to hear the words in your head, I am strong, I am healthy. I'm in control. And your identity is going to be that of someone who is strong and healthy and in control. You don't think about relapsing. It's not part of your life. If you ever did decide to have a drink again, if you feel it was a mistake, you get over it and move on. You've still made tremendous progress and you go right back to the strength that you know you have. You don't have to get any worse. From this point on, your life is going to get better. No matter where you are, how much you've been struggling, you do see that there is a path in front of you that is full of light and strength and accomplishments. You don't need to go to meetings or hang out and listen to sad stories from other addicts because you're on your own path. You're on a path that makes sense to you and it feels good to know that you're powerful that you're healthy, that you don't have a disease, that you really do love the direction you're going, and you have the freedom to do things 
that make your life better, stronger, and happier. So now I want all of you standing there, keeping your eyes closed, to raise one hand and indicate on a scale of one to five how sure you are that you can do this. One being the least, five being the most. Keeping your eyes closed, raise that one hand and put up however many fingers that represent how sure you are that you can do this. And at this point, I see people who have mostly five fingers in the air, some four, but mostly fives. And I say, now I want you to not speak, but go ahead and open your eyes, leave your hand up, open your eyes and look around at the faces. And one of the most startling things that I see is the change in the person's face. They're not smiling or laughing or doing anything. They're just looking at each other straight faced and they're seeing something totally different. The whole physiology of their, their face and their posture and their eyes, it has totally changed. So I say, good. So go ahead and take your arm down. Now I want you to shake it off and jump over that line, um, that tape line again. Go over there and shake it off, shake it off, and go over there on the other side. And they go over there on the other side and they're standing up. And I say, close your eyes right now. Notice what you feel. And I didn't even suggest anything. We just had all of that anchored onto that other side of the room. And as soon as they stepped over there, I said, close your eyes and notice what you feel. Well, the anchors are so powerful. When you go into a room where there's an AA meeting that you keep going to every day, and that, that is hypnosis. When you do something with repetition and you anchor in emotions, feelings, experiences, and visuals, you are in that room, you're anchoring in all the sadness and the fear and, and everything you've learned from all that repetition. So now, all these people are on the other side of that tape. I haven't said a word. I just said, notice how you feel and what you're experiencing right now. Open your eyes, shake it off and jump over the tape. Go to the other side of the room. Jump over there. Shake it off. Shake it off. Everybody wiggles their body and jumps over the tape. And they're on the other side. And I say, close your eyes. Notice what you feel, what you're experiencing. And I don't give them any suggestions. Their face changes. Their posture changes. Their physiology changes. They become two inches taller. And I say, open your eyes and look at the faces. And at that point, I want them to talk about it. And I say, you know, what are you feeling? And they're like, they have this fear of going to the other side of the room, of going back over the tape to the side that is all the beliefs of AA and 12 step. And they're like, I'm not going back there. What I felt over there was truly scary. I felt that I, uh, I'm going to fail and I don't have what it takes to make it happen. And it was a horrible feeling to think that my entire future is going to be filled with disease and possibly relapsing, being afraid of the holidays and on and on. And on this side, it just, it feels right. It feels like, of course I can do this. I know I can. And, and so we do this experiment and it freaking blows people's minds. Whether you're a therapist or a counselor or you're just someone who's wanting to quit their addiction, but it does make it real. It brings my point right to the body, the mind, the emotions, everything. And we change it so quickly by the simple process of anchoring the things that you are being taught to mimic and parrot in AA and 12 step 
and then to experience the things that we already know that we have known for decades that help a person overcome even life's most difficult challenges, whatever they are. And you think about it, like if you came into a hypnotherapist's office and you say, I want to quit biting my nails. And I say, okay, well, the first thing I'm going to need you to do is know that you are never going to be over biting your nails. Even if you quit, you know, there's always a possibility that you'll relapse and relapse is part of recovery. And you're always going to be a nail biter. Even 10 years from now, you need to say, hi, I'm Sally. I'm a nail biter. Even if you've quit and you need to keep going to meetings, doesn't matter how long it's been since you bit your nail. Anyway, you understand what I'm saying? No matter what the thing is a person needs to get over, um, like if someone's depressed, they have some really hard life experiences that they've had. There's no way we would say that, you know, well, you're going to have to know that you're going to fight this depression for the rest of your life and it, you know, could come back any time, but you're always going to be a depressed person and blah, blah, blah. So wouldn't make any sense. That would be ridiculous. But yet millions and millions of people don't know that there's another way. And I've helped like hundreds of thousands of people all over the world with my programs that without assistance, they've just listened to the CDs on their own and they have these massive life changes and just amazing examples that are very miraculous, like, um, you know, addiction, but even, um, besides addiction, other things like this woman that was in her house for eight years, she didn't go outside of her house. She couldn't leave cause she had agoraphobia. And <laughs> At one point, she wrote me this email about what she had been through for these eight years and the doctors and psychiatrists and all the things they had tried. At one point, she was on 23 medications that she took daily to try and get her to get over her agoraphobia. And she won some of my CDs in a little online contest I had. And she listened to them. And three days after listening to them, she walked out the door of her house and by herself went to the grocery store. She said, I felt so good that the next day I went fishing with my husband. This is a woman who has been in her house, could not go out the front door for eight years. So the point of that is that we know as hypnotherapists, the brain connection, the neural pathways, the triggers, the anchors, what it takes to change your belief about who you are and how you experience the problem you had in the past and how we do put things in the past and how we create the future memories that the brain believes and so on and so forth. And we help people get over some crazy things. You know, it's, it is a, it's a mind blowing profession because we do have miracles. So back to addiction, we know why you are relapsing with 12 step and AA I've explained it. I demonstrated it. I wish you were right here so you could do the experiment yourself to feel what it's like to simply in, in a less than 10 minutes to experience the two realities and how it makes you weak or how it makes you strong. There's so much more to it than that. So now what I want to do is I want to tell you how you're going to be able to help yourself or understand why someone else cannot help themselves to overcome addiction and what they need to make that happen. So now the other thing is if you're a treatment center or a rehab or an outpatient center, you need a program that actually works. We have an addiction crisis in not just in this country, but all over the world that is just the worst crisis it's ever been. And the 
the most popular treatment is something that we know does not work. Not only does it have the worst success rate possible, but it may actually be making you relapse by surrounding you with all of the things that you're being told in those meetings that you have to go to every day, 90 meetings in 90 days, and then go for the rest of your life. And I know many of you have heard my stories that I've told as a result of me being in the rehabs with my oldest son. He's been to rehab many, many times while I was learning that, hey, I need to do something. I need to change the way the world treats addiction. But in those meetings that I would go to at his rehabs, and on you can sit in on them if you're family, and I would listen to someone who has been sober for 20 years. He's a speaker. He goes around to all the rehabs and speaks. And he says, hi, I'm George. I'm an alcoholic. Everybody says, hi, George. And he says, I've been sober 20 years. And I got to tell you that even after 20 years, I'm still hoping just to make it till midnight. I white knuckle it some days, but I I still make it till midnight. So here he just implanted a suggestion to them with something that we call future pacing, which is having you imagine that you're going into that future 20 years in the future and you're still white knuckling it, still trying to make it till midnight. Isn't that a crazy phrase? Just got to make it till midnight. Whew, that, that creates a lot of fear. Anyway, so then he, he talks to them about how difficult it's been. He's supposed to be helping them become stronger. He's be helping them become weaker. And, and you know, I, it's a disease, I can't help it. It's my, it's a disease. I'll be susceptible and I'll be, you know, in danger of it for the rest of my life. And then people who have been indoctrinated to that are scared. They're scared of anything around them they know could trigger them. So here's the difference. With hypnosis, we can actually take the things that are triggers and make them result in a total different effect, thought, feeling. So an example is like, um, if you, if you see a bottle of alcohol or a bottle of wine or beer, if you see it in the grocery store, if you see it in a bar, or if you see a big billboard, anytime you see that your mind and soul instantly, automatically, immediately feels that strength the love that you have for your health, the pride you have in who you are, strong and healthy and in control. You know that what you want right now is a big glass of bubbly water, a cup of warm tea, something that quenches your thirst and makes you feel stronger, happier, healthier. You do that easily and automatically. So this is one of the pieces of making the typical triggers make someone feel their pride, their love for life, and their strength. And I'll tell you, it just keeps on working faster than anyone expects, even faster than I expect. So an example is Ken, who 10 years ago used my alcohol freedom program and He had spent most of his adult life being a hopeless drunk and 
and he was like about 45 years old or so. And he just had no hope. He had failed and failed and failed. So he listened to, listens to the program and it did exactly what it was supposed to do. In the future timeline, when you take yourself into your future, you are experiencing yourself doing something that makes you proud, gets you excited and makes you happy. And he didn't know why he was experiencing himself as an athlete in that future moment. And he was like doing triathlons in his imagination, which is crazy because he's never been an athlete. So he started training and for 10 years, he's been out doing triathlons, Ironman triathlons all over the world, because that's just what, what his heart and soul yearned for was something that he would feel proud of himself for. But in the hypnosis session, when you're in that future moment, there's things that we do to give you the strength to want to do that, but also that you're like, you're experiencing yourself, let's say one year in the future. And then I'm telling you that, you know, and when you look back long, long ago, you remember how much you struggled with alcohol or the drugs, and you realize that it's just not even a thing anymore. You haven't thought about it in a year. You think about what it is you love and what makes you happy and where you're going and the accomplishing something is, is more reward to give you that pride and that strength and so on and so forth. So, so you're experiencing yourself as having already overcome it a year ago or five years ago. Does that make sense? So that's one of the elements you need. The other is the identity, like who are you without being an alcoholic or an addict and not being in recovery and not having that disease so you get this identity by going to meet your future self. And when you meet your future self, you look at those eyes, you stand face to face, you look at that body and you see that person who is you, but that sparkling, healthy, confident, strong, and we put in whatever other qualities you need, but you're looking face to face and absorbing what's happening. Now, here's something we know about um, mirror neurons. Everybody has mirror neurons and those absorb the experience that you're seeing or viewing and the emotions as well and the reactions to situations. So I think in this future self-experience, you're using those mirror neurons that are, they're there to help you learn things. Like when you're a baby to help you learn to walk, those mirror neurons mean I want to, to duplicate what that person's doing. And it gives you this drive to let your mind access all the resources you need to be that person that you're watching, if it's learning to walk or learning to do whatever. So the mirror neurons in this case are watching your future self and carrying all the messages, the chemicals, embedding all the beliefs, changing the way that your body and brain reacts and responds to the experience of, am I an addict or not? Do I drink alcohol or not? You know, and then you have your future self talk to you. And I say, your future self has a message for you. There's something that she learned as a result of having a life that is free from addiction, but also a life that is really something she's proud of. And there's something she wants to tell you. So then you just let your future self tell you whatever it is that the message is going to be. And that one can be really, really life altering. Then I have you get inside the body and the mind of your future self. Now this is the identity piece. You're stepping inside of there while we are learning what it's like 
to feel strong and healthy and in control and experiencing it from that future self. Then I have you to come out of that future self and again, just view and experience and look and observe what that future self is doing. And then you come back to your present moment. So some of these techniques are used for many purposes and many of like the problems that you have in life. But really the most miraculous thing is how it works for addiction. So you take mm, different elements of your personality, your belief system, your identity, what you project into the future, um, who you surround yourself with, what kind of emotions that you're willing to have in your mind and your body and learning how to change them. But even more important is that your subconscious mind already gets it. Once we have embedded these beliefs and let you experience yourself as already having them and already being someone who's, who's over your addiction and experiencing it into the future, then you, you've got it. It is so amazing how quickly you can change. So I do, um, my addiction freedom program, I do it for clients where I'm in contact with them every day over the phone. So they would, um, we talk for about 10 or 15 minutes, but then they listen to the recorded sessions and they do the writing in their journal and we do this program every day. And sometimes just on the third or fourth day, it's like, I'm a new person. What happened? How did you do this? <laughs> and it's because we're simply doing things that, that are backed up by the science of how the brain works. I just got another email from Amy today and she and I worked together for the 14 days and on about the third or fourth day, she was having some really amazing transformation. And I thought, Hmm, that's really quick. I hope it's not a flash in the pan. And it turns out it wasn't, it's just that this is how it happens, that it happens really quickly. So her quick email to me this morning says, good morning, Wendy. I am still in awe of how easy it is not to drink. You have turned my cravings for alcohol into cravings for a healthy lifestyle and for learning. You are amazing. My old triggers make me want more of everything but a drink. Isn't that cool? Yeah, that's kind of amazing. Um, I hear from people all the time how it feels to have that freedom, and that's why it is addiction freedom, that you have that freedom to live the life that you do want to live and all that other stuff is just, your brain has been rewired. Your soul has reconnected with who you are. Your identity is that of, and you hear me saying these three words, that you're strong, healthy, and in control. Well, what we've done is when you're in your future timeline at the different points in your future, I have you experience yourself as strong. What does that mean for you? How does it feel to be strong? And you're identifying with the personal feelings for you that mean strength. So is it being a good father or a good mother, or is it being someone who has a job and they have ambition and they are working on a career or you're going back to school or you're, if you're in high school, is it because you realize that I am strong enough to not play that stupid game with wreck your brain, get drunk and throw your life away. I am strong and I know that this is what I want in my life. So we embed each word with an entire experience of what you want. So when you hear the words, I'm strong and healthy and in control, each one of those has a personal meaning for you. And it holds that power and anchors those beliefs and that identity in there. So then 
You know, you go to a AA meeting and you say, Hi, I'm Veronica and I'm an addict. Everyone says, Hi, Veronica. But what if every time you say your name, you hear in your head, I'm strong and healthy and in control. And that is triggering those feelings that you anchored into all of those words. So again, I want to remind you that if you have a treatment center, rehab, outpatient center, whatever you have, you need to start doing something that works. It is not right to take $25,000 to $50,000 from a client knowing what your success rate is, knowing how dismal it is, and you don't have any other methods, well, here is one that can be done in any treatment center. Now, many years ago, when my son was at one of the biggest treatment centers in Southern California, had over 100 clients that were there for a month, and it was $30,000. The director had me come to his office and talk to me about my methods. And he said, you know, the truth is our success rate's well under 10%. Probably it's only 5%. But we don't know what to do. You know, we just don't have any other options and, and we don't know what to do. And I know that you're doing some work with addiction. So what, you know, what can we learn from you? Anyway, the, the point is that, you know, they are desperate for help. And, you know, unfortunately at that time, my son wasn't in a position where he wanted to work with me or do my work. <laughs> he, he wanted to make sure he was doing his own path and doing things that he thought might work. And then when he went to one of the rehabs that was science-based, and this was also in Southern California, he was sitting in the psychologist's office having a his meeting. And the psychologist said, wait a minute, you know what? I've got something you're going to love this. You're going to love this. So the, the doctor reaches in his drawer, pulls out this big blue program that's full of CDs and he hands it to him. And he says, my clients love this. You, this works. And he hands him my program, my alcohol freedom program. And my son looks at it and says, that's my mother. (laughs) And of course, you know, it's very difficult to help those who are very close to you um, that are family members, unfortunately. But it was just very interesting when Sean shared that with me. That <laughs> They're going, here, we have something that works. So I encourage you, if you um, are part of a treatment center or a government office or organization, to get in touch with me and let's start implementing this, giving it something that'll work. I'm going to read another um, letter from Amy because... Her experience is pretty awesome, and it's very representative of what most people experience with this program. Um, And I just, I love this letter. Oh, my. She said, this was about, I think, four days into her experience. Now, previously, she had told me that she says, I am so bad that if I don't have alcohol in the house, I'll drink a bottle of vanilla because it has some alcohol content. She says, if I find alcohol, there's nothing that will stop me from drinking it. She says, everyone knows about my problem, and I want to publicly also tell everyone about my experience. Um, so it's interesting, like she's so, she was so desperate, so hopeless, and nothing had worked, you know, and she'd been to AA a zillion times. Says, good morning, Wendy. The snow here this morning is beautiful, and as I realized... I looked out my window at the freshly fallen snow, giving off iridescent sparkles that glimmer and shine like little diamonds, sparkling gems. I will forever think of you and the positive experiences of my past and the hope, the success and the freedom that my future now holds because of your program. 
I purchased your program in desperation. I had lost all hope and I could find no joy, only pain in this existence. I was frightened because I had started entertaining thoughts of suicide more and more frequently to end my suffering and the suffering of those around me. I made a lame attempt at it with sleeping pills, but figured I would drink myself to death soon anyway. Then I found you. The small investment for your program was a drop in the bucket compared to the money I've wasted in the past on traditional treatment, so I took a chance, really believing that I would be throwing more money away at a lost cause. I continued to be amazed that my outlook on life has changed so drastically in a short seven days. I felt the difference immediately. Your freedom program is much more than relapse prevention. It is a total life-changing transformation that happens overnight. I'm handling the stressful and difficult situations differently with no effort at all. And she, capital letters, no effort at all. I've had two significant crises in the last week. That would have been a great excuse to hit the bottle and drinking was the last thing I wanted. I don't know where my old self went, but I'm going to leave her there. (laughs) Your program has also made me very aware of why traditional treatment in AA failed for me. It's made me realize the teachings are actually quite dangerous and in no way lead anyone to a life of freedom. It's actually quite the opposite. We are taught to hide from life, rather to embrace it. I found no joy in living in constant fear. This is so much more than a recovery program. Wendy, use any excerpts from any of my emails as testimony. I will keep them coming as my future successful, happy, strong, and in-control self unfolds. You've provided me with the tools I need and have more than met your obligations to my investment in your program. So um, she says, please, if you can keep me in mind and think of any role that I can have in helping you transform the way the world thinks about recovery, I would like to be part of breaking down the traditional recovery methods and bringing awareness to your way of recovery. And she does continue to go on and on about what it has been like for her to be given this opportunity to have her life back. And honestly, with the the program that we have sent from my office all over the world to so many thousands of people, that has changed them and saved them and given them their life back. I mean, it's just, it is... I don't know. I don't know that I have the words to say how grateful I am that I can do this and I can give this to people. Even just the free session that's on the Quit Drinking Now site, there's a free session. It's about 13 minutes long, and some guy emails me and says, hey, six months ago I did your free addiction session, and that day I quit my 13-year cocaine habit. He says I had daily for 13 years been doing cocaine, lost my family, Lost my car, lost my job, lost everything, just horrible. And nothing was working. And I keep trying and trying and trying. And I couldn't quit. And I quit that day. That was six months ago. And I haven't even thought that it's a possibility that I'll even do it again. And his name's Steve. And he became an addiction counselor after that because he, he knows that there is a way. And just thousands of emails and calls from people that have had this experience. And then... There's also a lot of calls and emails from people who are absolutely embedded in the AA method and that believe it's the only way and that it's like a war to defend their 
AA and 12-step methodology. And good for you if you've quit doing by doing that, but it's such a small percentage. Open your eyes. We know how the brain works. We're discovering things all the time about what does work and how we shift things and change things. And it's not medication. And they keep coming up with new medications that are supposed to help you get over addiction. That's not what it is. No medication can help you believe and embrace your life and have the experiences of what Amy just described and thousands of other people have experienced. So, you know, it's personal for me. Having been a mom that's been through the torture of an addict son and seeing what a struggle it is and how much it tears apart a family that would have been something else without that addict in the family and knowing that we're having such a crisis with the heroin addiction especially. Um, you know, it, I, I just think sometimes that my son is in my life to force me to take this path and to say the words that I never thought I would be able to say, I am here to change the way the world treats addiction. And the way to do it is for you to help be my mouthpiece, help other people understand, let them listen to this podcast and help them understand that once you change your belief, your identity, your expectation, your vision of the future, the way that your brain and mind experiences the triggers that used to make you relapse, that make lots of people relapse, then you understand what you need to put into your brain, into that subconscious mind that is that mysterious, weird, powerful thing that we all talk about. We say, ooh, the subconscious mind, ooh, (laughs) but it's true. So another quick little story of um, an, uh, another place I was in, it was in Sacramento, and it was a place that my son went to. They had five meetings a night, and they were basically 12-step meetings, except that you paid for them. So it was private. So I went there on one of the family nights, and the director, who it turns out was uh, doing heroin regularly at the time, not during the meeting, because <laughs> that would be weird, um, the, so he goes around the room and he talks to each person and that's all they do for two hours. They just go around the room and talk about their, their problems and their shit. And so with the, it's the holidays are coming up. It's probably November. And he says, you know, the holidays are coming and that's time when lots of people relapse and you got to be really careful because this is a really dangerous time for all of you. Oh, well, what did he just do? He just put in a hypnotic suggestion about being fearful and that this is what to expect is that you're going to relapse. But even more interesting, one of the guys he was talking to, he said, so uh, Jim, um, you've uh, said that you're a high relapser, right? And they're both shaking their head. Yes. And he says, so how, at what point do you usually relapse after you've quit? And he says, is 30 days or 60 days? And Jim says, oh, 30 days. That's when it usually hits me says, wow, yeah, that's got to be really tough. You know, being a high relapser is difficult. Well, come on. What did he do? He hypnotized him to believe that he is a high relapser identity and that he's going to relapse in 30 days, maybe 60, but probably 30. And we should be really afraid of the holidays coming up because, you know, that's when people relapse. Well, what if you go into that same experience and you're saying that, you know, it's going to be a breeze going through the holidays and it doesn't matter if other people are drinking or what's going on. You're going to breeze through it. 
and stuff just rolls off of you if there's anything that's, you know, emotional stuff, family stuff. But every time you see someone else with a cocktail or drinking alcohol or anything, you're going to remember that you're strong and healthy and in control. You're going to remember what you love about yourself and that you're going to keep this life, this freedom, this strength, and the joy that you're feeling. And and you just want those accomplishments and you can look at people drinking all day long. So um, I was in the grocery store many years ago and I this woman stopped me and said, oh, Wendy, oh my gosh, Wendy. I said, what? <laughs> and I looked around and I'm like, uh-oh, am I in trouble? No, not really. But uh, <laughs> she says, you won't believe what you did for my family because y- your husband, I mean, my husband, being her that's doing the talking, not me, she says... <laughs> My husband used your alcohol freedom program about six months ago. And um, ever since then, I mean, you've saved our family. Things are so happy and so amazing. And he quit drinking and it's not a big deal now. He just, you know, he feels good. His life is back. And we just don't have any of the struggles about his alcoholism. But she says, what's interesting is like, if people come over to the house, he pours them drinks. He's the one making the drinks. And then he's drinking his Pellegrino and which is bubbly water, you know, um, and he's totally fine. And I was like, oh, that's pretty cool. And she says, and we go to wineries and we go wine tasting with friends. He doesn't bother him at all. He's perfectly happy. Isn't that amazing? And we can do that with the brain. We can make the brain react differently to trigger a totally different experience when it sees, feels, smells alcohol, or it sees something that triggers you about your drug use or your dealer or people that you used to hang out with. Well, hopefully with, you know, with uh, many drug addiction issues, you're not going to be hanging out with those people who are doing those drugs. Because that's kind of a different scenario. But we do give you the same strength with drug addiction so that you won't be even embracing any part of that drug life. Another woman um, sent me an email and she said, it's the weirdest thing. When I'm in the grocery store and I'm going down the wine aisle, she says, it's weird. I feel like dancing. When I see all that wine, I just want to dance because I like, I don't need this. I don't, I, I have no connection to it. It just isn't a part of me where, you know, previously it definitely, it was like, let's suck down some of that wine. Well, um, I don't, I, I was going to say, I don't have much more to say about this. I actually do. I could talk to you for hours and hours and hours about this. I feel so passionately about it. And I want you to help me by, you know, if you know someone who is putting together a program that is like right now, it's very important that we quit putting drug offense and alcohol offenders in jail. We've got to give them something that is treatment that works. So if you know a place where this program could be implemented, or you know someone that I could go speak to and do presentations with, tell them, spread the word. If thousands of you listening to this are out there spreading the word and saying, hey, you know what? There's something you got to listen to. Give them a link to this podcast. My business is theaddictionproject.com. And at theaddictionproject.com, you can learn how to become a trainer to do this program with your clients. If you're a coach, a counselor, a hypnotherapist, or any kind of therapist, you'll learn how you can implement it. And it's very simple because I've made it into a methodology that has each element of what you do every day with your clients or with a group. 
you can have me come and do a presentation or I can do an entire four day intensive where we go through the whole program in four days. And I have done that with people. And in four days, their life is absolutely changed. So I can do that in any place with any group at your school, university, anywhere. And I have people who are trained to do this work that can come and do that for you. They can do presentations. You can go and see them wherever you live in the world to find a great therapist who's going to help you. (sighs) So there you go. That's what we're doing. Trying to change this world. But I I, I read the um, press releases that uh, subjects of alcohol, alcoholism, addiction, drug addiction. And I read those press releases on the news, on the Google news page. And it's so sad. And it's so like scary that every state in the United States and also every other country that has drug addiction issues, which most of them do, they're all looking for a solution. They're looking for something that's going to help stop the heroin epidemic that starts with the prescription drugs of Oxycontin and the opiates that they're prescribing and overprescribing, and then people switch to heroin because they have to have the opiates. You can't live without them once your body is addicted to it. And so they turn to heroin because it's a lot cheaper. And then they go through rehab, and it doesn't work, and then the danger is they go and do heroin again, and it kills them because your body can't handle that dose. So anyway, um, just share the podcast like your life depends on it. Someone you love's life depends on it. Someone you know, someone you work with. Let's let this light shine. Okay, so it is theaddictionproject.com. You can buy the program and use it on your own, and you can do it over... um, one week period or a two week period, or you can stretch it out to a month if you want. And you can do it unassisted on your own, or you can get assistance with one of my trainers giving you an accountability call every day for 10 or 15 minutes. And you will love talking to them every day because you have something to celebrate and you have some like awesome things to report. And and maybe you need a little help because you have a little glitch here and there and you say, what do I do about this? Um, or you can go, you can have a four day intensive with a group of people that you have in your area or at your treatment center, your outpatient center. We can bring it there. So that's, that's what that is. And I just love the results of this. I am so proud of what I've created. And I am so proud of the people who have taken this on and decided that. I can do this. I can make it happen. I can take my life back. I can have freedom and who have, and it's, it's tremendous what is happening. So let's change the way the world treats addiction. Y'all get out there and spread the word, spread this podcast and leave your comments. Send me an email, send an email to help at wendy.com. Wendy's with an I, of course, help at wendy.com. Go to the addictionproject.com. And from there, we will um, all just be riding the awesome train. (laughs) We'll be giving high fives to ourselves in the mirror because we're so excited. Um, And yeah, let me help some more people, especially young people. If you have a connection with any schools or universities, let's bring this program into there and just just tear it up. Let's Let's get this thing going where people are not only not getting caught up in addiction and throwing their lives away, but they're actually getting something much bigger from their life than they imagined they could. Okay. With love, with respect, 
with honor for all of you out there that are listening and participating in this. I am just so grateful to be in your lives. All right. You have a fabulous day. I'm Wendy Friesen, and I'm feeling good, and I hope you are too. If I was there with you right now, I'd give you a big hug. I really would. All right. Bye-bye, everybody. Catch you next time.